welcome to, or welcome back to, Total Spot Fest. JJ Brownlee, Jamie Faulkner, uh, back at you here. We got uh, a, a blood-curdling episode. That's not the right terminology. I don't know where I'm going with that. <laughs> like, is it that bad? I, like, yeah. As soon as, as soon as it came out of my mouth, it's I bad, ladies and gentlemen. Like, this show sucks. <laughs> this show will make your blood boil. So, um, uh, we have a blood pressure rise. That's not better. No, that's okay. I'm gonna stop trying to like be cute here. <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us here for another episode of Total Spot Fest. Uh, um, oh God, this show's camping, ladies and gentlemen. It's intense. <sighs> Oh, 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 oh. Well, that's our show, guys. We'll see you next week. <laughs> For those of you not in the know, JJ loathes dad jokes. And Jamie loves them. And here's the thing. I, I, I don't... I, a, good, a good well-timed pun, I can appreciate it. I love it, you know, but it's like... The overuse of dad jokes. It's just like, oh my God, stop it. Stop it. We had a the, coworker. I, we, oh. Oh yeah. I, I actually prefer the dark dad jokes. Those favorite, favorite, favorite. Like, cause they're like so bad and like wrong. They're funny. <laughs> Those dark Like dark. I got one. Mm-hmm. You want you want one? You Let's want go one? for it. Why not? I mean we've already butchered okay. this intro, so Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh why did Hitler kill himself? Why? He didn't want to pay the gas bill. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> See? See? It's dark, dude. I'll take some. It's dark. I can appreciate that. So, all right. We're off to a rousing dark. start here. You know, blood curdling and Hitler. I mean, hey, what a way to, what a way to start a wrestling podcast. So, for those of you still with it's us, blood curdling joke. <laughs> blood curdling joke. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate it if you are sticking around for this here. Um, but uh, yeah, if you're watching us, of course, we always we appreciate the support. You can give us even more support. Uh, hit a follow, hit a like down below. It helps us out quite a bit. Drop a comment, join the conversation, or you can hit us up at Total Spot Fest. Jamie, let's do a let's do a hard pivot there. How was your week? Um crazy uh, i'm looking forward to the weekend i'm looking forward to seeing the chiefs hopefully dominate on saturday and hopefully maybe possibly host the afc champion here <laughs> i mean my good and completely suck you'll have to see either if you guys win it's 50 50 either it's in kansas city or it's in atlanta yeah, I really want I, I I I want Buffalo to win because it seems like the Bengals have our number, but I really want the Bengals to win so we have a home game. I mean, but which is I mean, so. if they have your number, even though it's not a home exactly. game, you're not gonna be in the snow and I mean it's the neutralist of it's a dome in Atlanta. It's the neutralist of neutral sites, really, right? Yeah. yeah. So I think that's the fair. We solution. did request an outdoor stadium. We did request an outdoor stadium with natural grass. And oh, you did. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, I think Buffalo did too. Buffalo sure wanted they, to be outdoors. They they probably did because that's both you guys have outdoor stadium natural grass. Steelers did too. I mean, yeah, but oh man, they, they need to go back natural grass for everything. So I agree. That aside, agree. so. 
we do have stuff we want to get to. Um, you know, we I, I have one thing from the weekend that we're gonna we're gonna save here. We're gonna talk about it in a little bit. Of course, I want to get some reactions from you on it. Um, we got a lot of AW news. There's not a lot of news elsewhere, and that unfortunately abruptly changed <coughs> Tuesday afternoon ish. So uh, we have a Discord uh for uh local wrestling buddies basically you know those friends we know through journey pro and through other you know stuff local stuff you know like we know each other from wrestling mostly right you know um of course jamie and i not but you know from wrestling and so uh i remember sitting at work and phone beeps and i look at it and there was a um there's a post from one of our buddies with a link to a twitter that could not quite believe, but unfortunately, the wrestling world lost a heavyweight and one of the universally most loved people, Jay Briscoe, untimely passed away this past Tuesday. And I didn't, I couldn't believe it at first. I was like, what? Out of nowhere. Apparently, it was a car accident. Um, we don't want to mm-hmm. get into the details. These have been released. And this, what, yeah. But car accident. Somebody head on collision with their, with his car. And Jay Briscoe passed on Tuesday. Yeah, this one this one's pretty heavy. Um, oh. You know, Jay's two daughters are in critical but stable condition. So, I mean, there is some positive out of that, that they're they, hopefully, hopefully they'll be fine and be able to walk away from this. I mean, uh, it is unfortunate that they did lose their father and that's really, really hard um, to even think about for them. And, you know, the, the wrestling community has definitely stepped up and, you know, Oh yeah. Is poured their heart out for Jay because I mean he has positively affected a lot of people in in the wrestling uh, industry. Um, comments about things in the past don't really mean much these days, but you know it's one of those <laughs> things that you know he he's a great wrestler. He him and his brother put on two maybe three of the best 10 matches all year last year their 20 something year of wrestling <laughs> well jay yeah. like 20th year or whatever yeah they put on straight bangers with ftr straight bangers and so it sucks oh, it's it hurts I mean, yeah, that's probably the best way to put it. It hurts. He's he's such a wrestler, and he they were on my bucket list to try to see this year. Same. And it's uh, I mean the most is very interesting. Sure, (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it's very is very interesting to see you know because. When when somebody in the wrestling community passes, you get the general response. You look on Twitter, you see you know a bunch of stuff, right? I haven't seen that much outpouring since Brody Lee passed, 
And I think there's a lot of parallels with that, you know? To a man, I mean, okay. NXT on an outro to commercial break gave their condolences to the to the Briscoe family. And a, a WWE property <laughs> gave a a nod to you know, usually they'll they'll put something out on, on Twitter or whatever and maybe they'll have a graphic at the beginning of a show, maybe for somebody not affiliated with WWE, right? Even mm-hmm. they were like and to every I mean, I'm talking every person you could think of who has been involved in wrestling in the past 25 years 20 years was just pouring out stories and sharing links of matches some of the old roh matches he did against kevin steen and generic and el generico and you know just some classic bangers and stuff and uh, you know it's it it sucks it's not good i, I you know such is life you know it's, it's like we lose people on untimely and you know gotta deal with it so we we want to give our thought our hearts our thoughts and prayers of course you know but you know big shout out to anybody out there if you've known seen jay briscoe familiar with him acquaintance whatever you know uh, our love goes out to you for sure and you know I think that best way is just to watch some of his matches, watch the craft that he loved, you know, and what he's done for this business. Cause you're right. Banger after banger after banger. Yeah. Uh, and you know, with, with the lo- the loss of, of Jay, it makes me reflect on some other big losses we've had. Oh, in the yeah. wrestling community and you kind of hit the nail right in the head with brody you know um that was massive and, and it, it shocked everybody um so my my question to you is i mean aside from brody maybe or maybe you can even go further into detail on brody what are some of the other big losses that you can remember oh god shook you? so well, I remember very vividly when Kurt Henning died, right? Mm-hmm. That was a big one. Um, you know, there was several that weren't quite like when they were in their prime, you know? Things like the Ultimate Warrior and stuff like that didn't hit me quite as hard, you know? But definitely, there was some, you know thoughts for that the i hate to even say this too you know but you know because a lot of the wcw era was like i said we talked about this in the past about Monday night wars and i was a big wcw guy for most of it right so you know and i say kurt hitting instead of mr perfect because of that losing eddie was almost like it wasn't real you know it was mm-hmm. it was it was like how 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 can he not be there and at the time chris benoit was another one too now of course <laughs> you know but when it first happened you're like holy shit right you know but i would say eddie and chris and kurt henning were the two ones that really hit me the most past Brody lee what about you yeah well one of them i saw live um well that one 
sticks with me <laughs> and, and no one heart um that's, see, that's a little bit guy. different but I, yes <laughs> in 99 yeah um that one definitely that that one shook me pretty hard Chris Benoit definitely did as well because I really liked Chris Benoit. Oh, I mean, yeah. I was a big fan of old East, uh, WCW cruiserweights and, you know, the lower tier guys mm-hmm. and the best of seven series between Chris Benoit and Booker T. Oh. Even though I know how much you hate the best of seven series. Um, but, you know, like, he was a big part of my wrestling life. Him and Eddie, like all those guys. All those B tier WCW guys who became A tier in WWE because somebody actually knew how to use them. Yeah, you know, like, like it's all, yeah. Um, you know, another one that's low key kind of got me was LaParka. Um, oh really? Okay, yeah. But, yeah, finding out LaParka died. Like just because I remember I love playing as him in the old <laughs> and everything, and he, you know, he does his little dance um and he always has the chair and all that stuff like dude like he was so great in wcw he was a lot of fun with that with their cruiserweight division if you will even though he was not a cruiserweight yeah like at all like at all (laughs) i mean and how he died right right i'm not thinking about like the after the died thing you know um you know you know more recent but you know some of the other ones too, like um, you know Scott Hall, Scott Hall hit, hit in the gut a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when Macho died, right? You know. Yeah, that one hurt. That one hurt. I mean, they all hurt. You know, you 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 be, you get attached to these characters, I mean, even though it's not who they are, but you get attached to these characters, and these people, and you invested in them as performers and entertainers and everything, and. You know, it just, it hurts. And I know I'm going to be a blubbering mess when Shawn Michaels passes away. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you will. Like, Don't him, think about that. Dude, just the thought. Yeah. Mm-mm. It's going to happen. I, I, yeah, listen. Hey, hey, that is a part of life. So, um, love, hug, hug your loved ones, everybody out there, because you never know. And you can't can't live in fear, you know. You just gotta love them while you can. That's the moral. That's the moral of the story. Damn, Skippy. Let's uh let's move on to happier news, okay? So let's not talk about uh, the passing of one of our cherished figures. Let's talk about the eradication of the human race, okay? <laughs> I'm, I'm I got those transitions down too. Uh, did you watch The Last of Us this weekend? Some bear shit in the woods? Of course I did. <laughs> you better I watched, have. I watched it twice to see if first time through just to enjoy it, and the second time, what did I miss? Catch, pick up the little things. Pick up the little things. Yep. I watched it twice and watched a couple synopsis and some other things. So you go first then. Um, now, full disclosure, mm-hmm. I haven't played the game. I have seen walkthroughs of it at least five times, though. Complete playthroughs. I don't have PS4. No PS5. I never got around to getting it. Was it available on PS3, the original one, the very first time? Mm-hmm. I think it might have been, yeah, but yeah. I wasn't big into gaming then when I had my PS3. So I never personally have played the game, but I've watched it many times over. And Jamie has played it. 
several several times. I yeah, think, actually. So you go first, yes. Jamie. Yeah, it's arguably like when I first played it, I thought it was a perfect. Like it was perfect. Mm-hmm. The story, everything, and the gut punch in the very thing, like set the tone for the rest of the. And I was really, really scared. Oh, hold on one second here. That uh, they were quick, not going to be. Real, it, real quick, spoilers if you haven't watched the show and you don't want just be. Oh it, no, I'm going to say general. I'm going to say very generalized. No, we're going to talk about it. It's, it. First of all, the, the game's been out for what a decade now or something like that. You know, it's like the story's well known. That's okay, all right, all right. So we're just going to say if if by chance you 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 haven't seen you holding off here, just fast forward about like th- four or five minutes. Okay, but anyway, spoiler warning: it's yeah. out there. Go go back. Sorry, Jamie. Yeah, so like the one of the main things about Last of Us the game was that the opening sequence that just the, the super gut punch. Yeah, you're in the car, you're looking around, everything, all the good. <laughs> really nervous about them recreating that in the show. How can I get invested quickly, and how can they just really suck me in with it? And they knocked it out of the damn park. Um, that opening sequence everything so. like down to the, the the small things like running all the people running out and you see the uh, fire truck and all these mm-hmm. things like that's in the game like lots of they did a good job of staying really true to the game and adding some back pieces that give you a little bit more um i really enjoyed you know how they re- they opened it up with two people talking about what could a virus and this other guy's talking about fungus which i thought was excellent mm-hmm. um but man like that beginning with sarah jesus christ like it like i'm watching it ha- having anxiety watching like, I'm like <laughs> oh my god i know it's coming i know what's coming and like they had me invested too and it's just crazy but thing that i i this is gonna sound bad this is gonna be a hot take and you can just t- destroy me for it if you want. But Pedro Pascal might be just getting typecast as the person who takes random children to random spots and decides <laughs> to keep them <laughs> at the end. I mean, I mean, maybe not as Wonder Woman 84 role, but other than that, well, okay. I mean. <laughs> I mean, he's kind of getting typecast right now. If you're good at something, right? Yeah. And did you happen to see that um, trailer? Oh, do we ask stupid questions here? Yes, I watched that trailer about 17 times. You asked a stupid question if I watched The Last of Us. I know. I know. Like, well, that's, that's my. Oh, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Yes. But L- Last of Us to me, and I want to get your point. Like, I think this might turn out to be the best video game adaptation ever mm-hmm. already okay it set the tone so high like the witcher was good but the witcher kind of did things you know and this one hasn't done the things yet yeah um, the only thing i know that they're not the spores which we talked about which kind of sucks because that is like a heavily big thing and sure i get it but i don't because you don't want to cover up pretty actors' faces. Yeah, you got you, you you know, Pedro pays the bills, man. You got to keep that mug out in the open. I mean, he pays the bills without showing it on another show. Just hey, hey, hey. A little bit too on point. Um, 
but yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I think this, the makings for one of the best video game shows of all time. Okay. I'm with you there. So like I said, full disclosure, I haven't personally played through the game. Now I said, I've watched through like Twitch streams and other stuff. I've watched the full playthroughs of it many times over. Right. And I will say from an outsider's point of view, it's probably one of the best video games ever made. And it's in part of that is because it's not necessarily just a video game. It is a movie you play. It really is. It's already set up to like your point about this may maybe being the best. of the, And we're one episode in. So <laughs> I know well, breaks just a little bit on that because we, yeah, but, but <clears throat> it sets itself up to be a good adaptation because of that. Um, so the first time I saw the, the, the opening play of the video game and they get to the end of it before the time jump forward and I was again spoiler alert and, you know, and, and Sarah dies, right? Gets shot and dies in, in Joel's arms, right? That hit me. I was like, that was a gut punch. I've seen it now, I think, three or four different times, right? Because I've watched each of the, the versions of the, the original version, the remaster, and now the remake or whatever, right? I watched the remake twice. Uh, the most recent video, the most recent remake is very pretty, by the way. Very pretty. Um, I still cried during the TV show, though. Like you were saying, you still had the anxiety. I, I, I did. I cried when she died. Sandy Noon's daughter, I can't remember her name, but my God, that girl has some acting chops on her. She was outstanding. Oh, my God. It was, and, like, <clears throat> the detail with her, like, how she had her arms on his neck just game two, like, it's crazy, because, like, because I'm going to replay this game again for the umpteenth time. So I'm in the middle of replaying it right now. I hear you. Until Hogwarts Legacy comes back. Well, buying time. And you know, it's like I said, some of the, I like the things that, the the thought that they're doing is that they're doing additions to it. They're not changing necessarily the main storyline. Yes, they have, they don't have spores. It's cordyceps. Okay. All right. I love the little like throwback opening part like you talked about the little tv news clip right you know because it's like oh plants a little seed and you know and as, as some of the previews i've seen like so they're gonna give some more backstory to other characters right more than anything else instead of doing what the walking dead did which is have a first season that's spot on almost almost let the whole cdc thing know but almost to the t of what the comics was and then start going off these weird veers where the main arc still got you to where you needed to go, but you had all these different offshoots that fucked it up. So instead of doing that path, they're basically going with the story as we know it, but giving some more kind of back history to different things. At least that's the way it's been presented. People, you know, the, the show writers have said in their podcast what, you know, that's what their, their plan is to do. So we'll get more backstory into like the, uh, I can't remember everybody's names, but like, like the two guys that, you know, they meet when they first get out of, Bo uh, when they're getting out of Boston, right. You know, the, the gay couple, gay guys. And, you know, eventually when you get down to uh, Hank and Sam and, you know, 
down the road others you know so i think that that's cool right yeah. that's that's a good way to add that content in there without doing the walking dead thing yeah like i said like right now it has the potential to be the the best like if anything 2022 taught us <clears throat> is that there's certain things that cannot be done on tv hey halo was hot garbage I still have not watched the Halo series, and I probably will just to say that I watched it. Master took his helmet off. That's all there is to it. A lot. Why would you do that? I was he so excited his, his, when I saw that first trailer for helmet Halo. Helmet off was, more than it's on. When I saw that first trailer for Halo, I was so excited, so goddamn excited. You know, oh, that sucks. Anywho, you guys give us your thoughts. It's, what do you what do you think did you watch last of us are you excited for it do you not care one bit <laughs> i mean it, it got some mega ratings which is good because they spent a shitload of money on this thing so let us know what your guys thoughts are damn skippy all right well how about we get back to wrestling let's get back to wrestling let's talk a little AEW, but let's not start with dynamite oh no can we do Let's this? talk we, about Rampage. Let's talk about Rampage specifically. Let's talk about a, a, a women's match on Rampage. How about that? Oh, I thought you wanted to talk about um, our good friends over in the House of Black first. Well, we could do that too. I mean, they had... Okay. It was fine. It, it was it's fine. fine. It's, it's a filler thing they're doing with, you know, Eddie. It's filler for Eddie. It's filler for them. It's whatever. It's, uh, it's yeah. good to get them TV time. Let's put it that way. The... The women's match was <clears throat> bloody, brutal, and beautiful. That is right, ladies and gentlemen. You had Anna J.A.S. and Tanara Mello, whatever, Tay, <laughs> Tay J. Begins Willow Nightingale and local favorite Ruby Soho. Hey, Ruby. Um, and th that match was awesome. Street fight. There was one thing that, yeah, it was a street fight. Willow Nightingale and Ruby came out look like looking like the Dudley Boys, which <laughs> I thought was great. I loved it. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. I mean, the only the one negative out of the entire thing for me was Willow Nightingale completely botching the, the power, power bomb, bomb through the table and and. Power bombing poor Anna J on the floor. Yeah, I watched that and I slowed it down, slow motion. I was trying to like watch a replay of it. I go, that's bad. <laughs> like, she has definitely has a concussion, and it was a it Showing was a TV. hard botch. <laughs> and oh, uh, it's I mean it sucks because I mean that spot was set up great. The whole whole match was wonderfully done. You know, I mean, for some reason, and you know, she even has a t-shirt now, but, but you know, Ty, Ty, Ty Mello, she can do the street fight shit. Those are her two best matches in AEW. hundred <laughs> percent. Same, same with, uh, and Jay. Yep. They looked great in that match too. Everybody looked great in that match. Everybody looked great. Thought. And I thought, and Ruby looked great, even though the internet didn't think Ruby looked great physically because... She got her head cut open, or she bladed, or a little bit of both. 
Um, whatever. Who cares? Uh, apparently, men do. Men on men on the internet in their parents' basement care a lot because, first of all, Ruby was gushing blood. <laughs> Total crimson bad. mask. You know, not unprecedented. Uh, most recently, we've seen different things like, oh, I don't know, um, Eddie Kingston covered in blood coming to the ring with a gas can. Okay, uh, dog collar match with CM Punk where he. Like a minute into the match, got got his head busted open and bled more than Ruby did. I could go on. There's more. Um, you know, fuck. Hangman gets gets cut. Has color in goddamn near every one of his matches. It seems like, right? You know, Moxley, even Danielson. I mean, come on. But Ruby gets blood. Oh, that's too much. You know, women get. Yeah. Why? And and that. And I want to talk about that because one of the one of the most renowned old heads of of wrestling, Ric Flair, was like, "Oh, I don't like this. I don't think women should bleed." It's like that pot I'm, kettle. Hello, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm sorry. You don't think women? I mean, what is this? Like 1975? You know, like times are changing, man. Women are a big, uh, damn near can be and will be a bigger draw than most men. Like stardom does really damn good over in Japan. Just hi, saying. Hi, Julia. <laughs> hi, dark starlight kid. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna give somebody to acknowledge <laughs> me. You know, one of my faves. <laughs> okay, Roman, settle down. Hey. Um. Hey, hey he's one big. Acknowledge um, me. No. So, so that just makes me think. I want. I did want to bring that up because you brought it up as well. These god blessed old dudes who are like still misogynistic. Like, oh, what what is it going to take? What is it going to take to get you know the internet wrestling community to understand? Hey, everybody bleeds. I mean, if you really want to get hyper technical, a person with the female anatomy bleeds more than men. Period. Huh. Uh, I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm not dwelling on that at all, buddy. Um, <laughs> I can say it's that four daughters. Just saying. Oh, okay. So, you, okay. Honest to God, I don't know what it's going to take to get the Jim Cornettes and, you know, the Duke Hudson's of the, or whatever the fuck, you know, his name is, you know, the, uh, I, you know what I'm talking about. Um, and all Conrad. those. Yeah, yeah, thank you. You know, get all those. I don't know what's going to take to get them to change their ways. Probably nothing, and we just have to wait for them to die. And that's a terrible thing to say out loud. I know. But that's, I don't wish them ill. I'm not wishing anybody to die. I'm just saying they probably won't change their ways. That's probably how it's going to be, right? The important thing is, I think, is to be louder and more supportive, those of us who are in this community. Who are not them, you know? People like, you know, the the fightful people, people over at Wrestle Talk. I know you have a, you have a, you have opinions about Wrestle Talk, but you know, I do. Uh, but the, but you know the the prominent you know known journalists, you know, people who are out there, people who are in the scene that work around a bunch of places. A lot of them are women. Hello, Denise Salcedo, uh, Sam Laterra. You know, I mean. I can keep going, you know, there's, there's plenty of females in there and 
this thought that of of anybody out there, Rick Goddamn Flair, saying he doesn't like it when women bleed. This is a man who would bleed on the drop of a dime. And because of his large, blonde, flowy mop, you know, just become like... Yeah. Ric Flair ble- uh, Ric Flair has bled more than fucking Dracula's victims. I mean, honest to God, you know? I You're not wrong. And, and, like, he, he would bleed on a whim. Like, oh, hey, I'm... I'm- you're taking a back bump. You need me to bleed? <laughs> like, you know? Do, 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 do. Like, like, open up a wound. Like, what are you doing, you know? Um, I mean, what, what about you? You know, I, both of us, lo- the match itself, we loved it. Everything was great there. But what are your thoughts, you know? You asked me, what's going to take for them? Can Can they be changed? Can the industry have more acceptance of it? Without it. I, I think the industry as a whole has accepted it. You know, on, on the independent circuit, like we've seen oh, Alley yeah. Catch bleed, we've seen Sawyer Wreck bleed, we've seen some some of these women do crazy ass death matches. You know, like we we've seen it happen. Yeah, Casey Cartel is in fucking more violent matches than most men out there. Yeah, so like. I think as a whole, the, the community has, but like when it's on TV and you have somebody who they deem incredibly pretty or whatever, like they look at them as, as a piece of meat instead of as a person who's trying to perfect their craft and put on an entertaining match. That's not only entertaining for men because they're wearing skimpy outfits. It's actually entertaining to men because it's a good fucking match. You know, like that's the thing. Like, these old timers, man, they're misogynistic. They they want Sable, you know. They want Tori Wilson. They want not the Bellas. Saying, yeah, they they just want them out there to look good, and not necessarily be the best wrestlers. Well, now, I think I know that's a hot take on on Sable and Tori Wilson, but come on now. Well, you're not wrong. They're part of that era. I think that that's the you hit the nail on the head there. 100 percent is that, you know, what has been built up is women as a trophy within the industry, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, Vince's like old mandate of, you know, blonde, and, blonde and fake boobed. Right. You know, that was his thing. Right. If you weren't blonde and fake boob. You weren't going to make it very far. Right. There's a couple of little exceptions that he allowed. But, yeah. you know, they had tokens. dark hair and fake boobs. <laughs> <laughs> or or you had that you had your one one black woman with fake boobs. Right. You know, um, literally he really like fake boobs. Yeah. yeah. But. All dressed sexily, you know, and all these women. And you can ask them, to, you know, a lot of them, especially the ones that after they leave WWE. Fuck, Athena was basically like written off of a show one night on uh, SmackDown because she wouldn't dress sexy for it or whatever. Her outfit wasn't sexy enough, she said on a recent podcast or whatever. So I think that it's, it's inherently built into that perception I think mean, the perception is being changed by those independent women, by the alley catches and the Sawyer wrecks. And even Thunder Rosa, you know, the Mission Pro girls and, you know, those out in WOW. And, you know, you know it's being changed by them um, that we can have this. And the funny thing, too, is like I wonder if it was – because I didn't remember hearing this outcry last year when Ty Mello and the Bunny – the bunny was bleeding like a stuck pig in theirs. 
But you get this, mm-hmm. you get this, like you know, this alt girl with you know short green hair and tattoos everywhere, and it's like, you know, she's not five five ten blonde and big boobed, you know, and it's like, oh no, we we don't want to see that, you know, it's like you know, yeah, fucking bastards, pretty much, pretty much, pretty much. Well, we enjoyed it. I loved seeing I, Ruby in a spotlight. Of course. <laughs> I I mean, that match was great. I, I am very, very happy with how that match played out. I like the fact that Ruby did get the win. <sighs> and it was Ruby who did get the win, who fought through so much to get it. It was very, very nice. Yep. And it looks like they're closing the book on that chapter. That's, so that's good Thank to know. God. Speaking yeah. of which, let's talk yeah. about... Let's talk about let's talk about dynamite from last night, man. Yeah, so let's just go ahead and jump right in. We'll stay with the women because I feel like this is a beautiful segue. So I'm not gonna say <laughs> I called it, but I called it. I'll give you a sticker for a minute. I deserve it. I deserve it. All right, you, so, now I'm, it's gone. Now that you say you deserve it. Sorry, buddy. I did. Hey, <laughs> you got a sticker. Enjoy it. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm just like Sex Panther. Sixty percent of the time, I'm right every time. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, there's a couple, there's a couple of turns to this here where I had some thoughts. So, one women's yeah, match once again, Tony. You could do two women's matches. Let's come on. Man. I agree. Come on. They had they had the time, um, but so you had Willow Nightingale. Who was just in that banger of a match going up against none other than Tony Storm. And then before the match, Tony, uh, Soraya, and Hikaru Shida are in the back and they start doing the mean girl shit. And I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, we like you, but it's all about these old girls, like these, these homegrown talent. They just don't get it. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. blah. It's like, oh, here it is. Yeah, they, they're they, they, doing yeah. it. They they didn't even hide the turn, you know, just like come out and just be like, bam, here it is, y'all. It's like, I like, I like it. Saray as a heel, though. I did too. I mean, Tony as a heel is great, too. I love Tony as a heel. Tony, when Tony was in uh, uh, um, NXT UK, oh my God, her mm-hmm. as a heel over there was fantastic. Oh, I know. So they honestly, Willow Nightingale and her put on a fantastic match. I love Willow Nightingale. The more Morris here, other than the the the, the botch on the the power bomb, well, she's been great. That happened. You know? You're gonna, everybody's gonna have a botch here and there. Hopefully, yeah. it's uh, it doesn't seem like it's too serious. We heard would have heard more from about AJ. So you know, she, the, yeah, you're gonna have a botch. Everyone, don't make it a habit. Don't turn into a uh, uh, what's her uh, Nia Jax. Nia Jax. Yeah. Yeah, so this match was beautifully done. Tony wins by pulling the tights, which I saw right away. I'm like, oh, so, she's pulled the tights. Pulled tights. Yep. And then here comes Soraya, starts beating her up. And then Sheeta gets up, like, she's like, what's going on? What's going on? And didn't do anything. And then here comes Ruby to make the save. Hey, Ruby. For a second, for a second, I was like, Ruby's going to turn on Willow right here. No now, way. it doesn't make sense for what they the stories they built up. But for mm-hmm. the story they're planning long term, kind of does. So 
so oh so the, you're thinking i don't know that, i don't know but the xwwe girls all together so that Tanara includes that includes ruby if you're gonna be yeah. honest yeah it's a thought <laughs> i don't know if they're gonna go that way i like i like the direction they're going otherwise i think they have more play with it um i love ruby as a heel like her heel run against uh um uh natty was oh yeah oh, oh. yeah wear her dad's jacket like smashing her dad's like sunglasses the week after he died <laughs> yeah you know i mean so but her heel run against natty was i mean her heel is great you know but they're finally investing in her, and they're putting. I think they're setting her up to be a big face because she gets big pop. She's super, super popular amongst the AEW crowd. That's a smart thing to do. I think that makes her a viable option to potentially take the belt off of Jade as well. You know? Yeah, get her back into that and get the. But yeah, because like you get the payoff been... of like Jade, Ruby never wins the title, right? She never wins the title, so it makes always sense comes up way. a little short. Always just comes up a little short. Not this time. I agree. I think that's a great play. But for a I, second, I, I thought I about her and that turn. I was like, hmm. I almost feel like Sheeta might actually turn and join them um, for a hot second, too. Like, she's going to get in there and start doing some heel shit. I still feel like she's got a heel turn coming. Okay. But I don't know. We'll see. Like, she's playing it odd. I'm, I'm it, like, I really am enjoying the way Sheeta's playing. Right it now. feels like there's more to the Sheeta angle here than meets the eye right you know it definitely yeah. feels like there's something in disguise here mm -hmm. is she is she an autobot is she Decepticon? <laughs> that was a good that was a great drop man come on hey i did a transformer drop early today you did too in but i i i, I, I <laughs> that was that's better than mine i that snuck it in it. So. I, I, i'll own it it was better than mine <laughs> what was your favorite match from last night do i have to guess oh so I can guess, and I could probably hit it on the nail on the head. Uh, yeah, I bet you can. Did it involve Brian Danielson? <laughs> sure, shit did. Like, <laughs> I didn't. Is he gonna do this every fucking week? I mean, seriously, dude. Like, how is he? Like, he's. I I don't get it. But the, the thing was, again, again. Brian made Bandito look like a superstar. Oh, well, Bandito was super fucking over before he before that match started. First of all, in Fresno, oh, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, he went off and like that that stalled uh, <sighs> suplex that he did where he held it for a little bit, then popped it straight up. I'm like, oh my god, dude, that was sick. And oh he was my. he went for a Mexican surfboard on Brian Danielson. I thought that was a great touch. Like that match had everything, it had I mean, everything I ever wanted, <laughs> and then some. Again, Brian Danielson, second week in a row, certified banger. It feels like Danielson's going up to TK and is being like, "Here's my list of my dream matches I want to do." All right, we'll just do them in a row. Oh, okay. <laughs> now I feel like there's going to be a dip in the next one. Well, yeah, they already they announced that's going to be Brian Cage next week. Right, and there's like mm -hmm. a little bounty that you know MJF put out there. I'm interested to see though Brian Cage because look, we had we had we had Takeshka, now we had Bandito. I mean, Danielson. 
I don't think Danielson's had a bad match since he started wrestling in AEW. I honestly, when I think about it, I don't remember the last time he's had a bad match. I, I, I would say the the old when he joined the Wyatt family, that part of the feud. Okay. There was there's some snoozers in that. there. Well, yeah, but it was all because of his slow play and like his like getting into the family and get get him from inside. But anyway. Yeah, which did work, but it did work, but it did work, but it did work. It didn't um, work for me. Yeah, then it ultimately did work. But um, yeah, no, like he's been phenomenal, and like I feel like it is gonna dip with Brian Cage just because Brian Cage's size. Yep. Like I he's feel not like gonna be has to dude. too, right? You know, you can't do this yeah. every goddamn week. Yeah, because like if he does this every goddamn week, what's what's Revolution gonna look like? I mean, it's gonna be an hour long Iron Man match. I mean, you got. You gotta save something in the fucking minute. Tank. Seventy minute. I'm calling it now. It's gonna do, go they overtime. do the overtime thing they did in Kansas City again. Okay. Yeah, a ten minute overtime or fifteen minute overtime. I forgot what they do on on hour long. Oh, uh, they did a they did a five five minute, minute overtime. Yeah, it was for a half hour win, match. So yeah, and if you don't win that, then it's sudden death, which is every other match. <laughs> yeah, regular then, right? <laughs> yeah, now we're regular rules. <laughs> um, loved it too. I thought it was the best match. I thought though, Top Flight and Young Bucks was a close second. Uh, yeah, excellent point. Yeah, because I was gonna ask you what your your other one was. Like Top Flight, I, I'm completely shocked that in Fresno, the the Bucks put over Top Flight. I'm not. Okay. I'm not, because this reminds me of uh, when they had the inaugural tag team championship tournament. And they put over First party. round, they put over private party. Who's kind of gotten obscurity. They don't sucks. need well, to worry about the tag team stuff, because they're the current trio's champion. They even made a point of it five times during the match. Uh, it's been so long since they've been in a pure tag team match on AEW, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good point. Building okay. it up, you've got another. It's kind of Kenny Omega. You're like, you got another thing for him. You don't need to worry about that other thing right now, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> what have they done with their tag division? Where's their tag division at currently? Now, with FTR more than likely going on hiatus for the next, you know, six months or whatever, you know, um, mm-hmm. claim their champions. Who else is in that picture though? You've got the guns. The guns. You've got, you know, you get other ones you could put in there. Private party when they get healthy. Sure, they might be in it there. They've done some some mishmash tag teams here and there. The Swerving Our Glory thing was a whatever. But, you know, <clears throat> you've got one of the futures of tag team wrestling, potentially, in top flight. So, hey. You we put- talked about them back in the day as the young pillars. Absolutely. You know, for tag team, because we had the acclaimed, private party, top flight. Mm-hmm, well, mm-hmm, put t- mm-hmm. they're both healthy. Put them over. You've already put the claimed up. Put these guys up. And like they've and honestly, Top Flight had some great tag team matches against the BCC. Yeah, you know yeah, uh, they just came did. up just short. So you know it's kind of nice to see them get the dub here. Um, I agree. I I feel like they could go on a nice run, and then they could go up against the acclaimed. The crowd's not full on into them as much as I was hoping. But you're right. But it was a Fresno crowd, and I think it 
I think it season. needs. I think their gimmick needs just a little tweaking, right? Because I mean, yeah. what what in their promo work have you heard that you liked? It's a trick question because I don't. I can't remember them doing a promo. They need a manager. They, they need, need a manager. They need to become heel or something, right? Super face or super heel, not like this little in between thing, right? And just being the the stellar athlete thing is great, but there's you gotta have gotta have some personality, gotta have some character behind it. What is their character? Their brothers from Minnesota. That's yeah, that's it. So it's like we gotta give them something, right? You know, the Hardys without having that whole team extreme gimmick to start. You know, when 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 they started getting mm -hmm. big, you know, would have just been the Hardys would have been the ones we saw when they first debuted back in what 94 or something stupid like that. When they were just two local competitors sort of things, you know, mm -hmm. they need something. They do. Yeah. They, they, I agree. I feel like they just need a little something, a little seasoning, a little something, something, something just to take it over the top. A little slap your mama. Something. <laughs> Some chicken shit. My, uh, <laughs> I got I got some I got a stocky stuffer I got some uh, some of that chicken shit seasoning it's actually fantastic if you never it's actually called chicken yeah. shit it, you, yeah chicken it's like seasoning. oh you put some of that chicken shit on there yeah it's yeah, actually yeah. really good take a little bit marinate that in for you know an hour or so before you stick it on the grill fantastic perfect um another fun match honestly was the opening match I thought it was, I thought it was pretty fun um orange fun's Cassidy a, and Daily the best word for it absolutely. What a great match by any stretch of the imagination, even though it was a good match. Like, those two guys know how to do it. But the shenanigans on the outside <laughs> with the, the best friends, Danhausen and Sanjay, Sotnam, and uh, Double J. Um, yeah, like, that whole thing was great. I was much more wanting to see what the hell's going on with all them there at ringside than I was with the match. <laughs> yeah, like, with with they with, with they with Sotnam and all of them came up to the front row. Then here comes Dan Housen to check their tickets. He's like, ah, ah, ah. he's like, over here, guys, over here. And then the best friends come up and go the hardest way across the fan, <laughs> like the fans that are literally like, there's like this much room between them and the and the new barricades, and they're trying to squeeze across the whole front row with full beers beer and popcorn. And popcorn. <laughs> It's like you could make that somewhat easier to shoot. I mean, seriously, dude. <laughs> yeah, it was so good though. Like those two guys. Like so, Chuck Chuck Chucky e. T is one of my favorites. Like I oh. love him because he's just outright hilarious. Mm -hmm. But the thing is, is Trent Beretta is oh. so so low key like, hilarious, low key funny. Like he just throws in the one liners. He's deadpan. Like. Like, dude, I appreciate your 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 sense of humor so goddamn much, and just I need it in my life every day. So please continue. <laughs> I loved it. It was it was good fun. The whole angle about Sanjay Doe being fired if anybody gets involved, and Jeff Jarrett kept wanting to get involved, and they are holding him back, and a curse with a guitar, you know, from Danhausen. That was good. Um, mm -hmm. It was good fun. It was a good fun way to open the night, you know. Um, you know, so th the one that didn't wasn't fun for me, oh, and I Jake. hate to say, Jake Hager versus Rookie Starks. Once again, it's like I get the point of the JAS 
versus Ricky Starks because you're trying to use Jericho to pop up Ricky, right? Yep. He's got the track record. Okay, so it makes sense. You want Ricky to be you want Ricky to be top face. Go up against MJF, right? Have that feud we talked about a few weeks ago. How you get him up there? You use Jericho. Okay, I understand that. It feels a little it's a lot of this is swinging and missing. And the whole pairing with Action and Dreddy, I, I don't know. It just it's off. Well, I'll tell you this much. My daughters are ecstatic with the pairing of Ricky Starks and Action and Dreddy. Okay. Because so they are two beautiful men. Even my, <laughs> my seven year old daughter, like when, when we were watching this, Wait. she's like like even Audrey's like who's Audrey's that? Go- oh. Yeah, I'm like who I was like She's like, who's that? I'm like, that's Ricky Starks. And she's like, he's hot. I'm like, oh no. No, you're not no, you no. are not starring this. You are not. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but I mean, Ricky is is a beautiful man. He's, but, he's a pretty man. You know, so it's just one of those things that it's just like, God damn it. I get I get why those two are put together. Um, I get everything that they're trying to do, to your point. I get it. Mm-hmm. It just feels blah. Yeah, it's it's like it's a rerun. It's not like a swing and a miss, but it's like a it's like a sharp, just sharp foul balls one after another, right? Like I don't think it's I don't think it's like a total scrap out, but it feels like they're just not making good contact, and it, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know I, how you fix I, that. I think it's this: every time you want young talent to get propped up in AEW, they run through Jericho. Yeah. Every last one. So it's formulaic. It's very formulaic. It becomes a rerun. So mm-hmm. basically, I'm watching, you know, the one with the ring. Um, or um that's it's a friends reference. You know, like You're watching you're watching uh, 15 seasons of Frasier on repeat, right? Yeah. You know? Or Big Bang Theory that's always on TBS right before they show the reruns. Like you it's, it feels that way like it's mm-hmm. still good. I still enjoy watching it, but you know what does is it... happening, and it's not. Yeah, I already know how this is going to play out. Yeah, I'm not captivated. I get you, and I think Jericho has a lot of pull in that. Everyone's worth, like I said, his track record is great to do that, so I understand it. I just, I like to see them kind of go. First of all, we talked about this in the past anyway. I like to see them shorten up some of their you know some of these plot lines that they run you know instead of running them for three months you know run it for six weeks and you know something like that i mean they run it they run them from pay-per-view to pay-per-view, pay-per-view to I pay-per-view get it. i but i, I like it. long-term storytelling well for some stuff i do too everything yeah exactly not everything like what they did with brit and thunder like we knew that was gonna come back to them oh. Yeah, it's it was, it was going forever. Glorious. Like, come on, just just can we get this to end though? Like, do we have to have this end here? Yeah. Yes, you did. But then the second time they ran that same exact feud, how long was that one? About four weeks. Perfect. But then you have on the other side of that Jade Cargill and Athena for three months. And what happens? Jade wins, and no one cared. Nobody gave a shit. Honestly, like Jade Cargill, I feel like, and I hate you know doing this, is like because they there's no you have no plan except for her to just be champion, 
There's no but. <clears throat> even when they, even the, even the angle they're doing now with, uh, you know, uh, the fallout of the baddies, right? Mm-hmm. Nobody cares. I, I don't care, like at all. Nobody cares, and you know, <clears throat> this is supposed to be your top like cover girl, right? You've done nothing. And every time you've had a good storyline, it's just to your point. Build it up and then fucking nothing. <laughs> like, the, the the time that they build up Athena, Athena should have got the belt. She absolutely but then, should've. like, she she lost, and then literally, like, two weeks later, she turned heel. It made zero Random. sense for everything that they were building with her, only to turn her heel, like, two weeks. Like, there's times to turn heel. Like, what they do with Soraya, I feel like it's perfect. It was a perfect timing to turn her heel because, like, there's pieces there. Mm-hmm. It worked out beautifully. I thought it was great. But, it, like, yeah. Like, sometimes, it, I mean, yes, we can bitch about booking all we want. Um, but let's 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 move on to something that mm. I have a hot take that I was very pleased with. Okay. This might have been Darby Allen's best match ever <laughs> I... in AEW. Five minutes in this match, I knew you were going to say that. Because it wasn't a it, typical Darby Allen match. It was a 50-50 match, ladies and gentlemen. 50-50, maybe 60-40. Well, uh, Kushida. A little bit. But yeah. it was not the 90-10, 95-5 that we are accustomed right. to. Right. And Kushida looked amazing. I miss seeing Kushida on my TV. Um, so good. And, like, I, I miss his hoverboard submission so much. <laughs> I love but, how blatantly back to the future he is. Like, oh yeah, everything. he don't give a fuck. The striping <laughs> yeah. is the is is the Mattel hoverboard, you know, like graphics on his like so back to the future. Doesn't even care. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Like, hey, everybody's got that one one show or movie that they really love. He likes Back to the Future. Going to town. So um, no, this match was great. I love this match. Actually, I top to bottom was good. I just wish Kushida would have won so he could be on my TV more, but <laughs> that wasn't going to happen. Right, you know. I mean, a lot of it goes back to my my previous sentiment. It all depends on pairing with Darby Allen. If he's got somebody like Kushida in there, he can put on a good match. We know he's got it in him, right, you know? Mm-hmm. It's just most of his matches are against, you know, guys that he just like, oh, beat the shit out of me, and then I'll find a pin at the end, but... It was great, and a surprise as fuck when I when I saw this a couple of days ago. I go wait, Kushida in AEW. Yeah. I know he's been he's been in Impact recently quite a bit, which is good. Mm-hmm. But hey, making that trip over to this, there seems to be a lot more crossplay between Impact and AEW lately. Again, like it like it was like I think they're on good terms now. Yeah. And there's been some I know that have moved in each direction. I know Willie Max now doing stuff because uh, he's his contract has expired with Impact, uh, so he's he's going to be on Rampage this week. Uh, Kazarian, Frankie Kazarian, uh, his contract expired with AEW, and he's re-signed back with Impact. So mm-hmm. I think there is a much more friendly door between the two, which is great. There needs to be. I mean. It makes everybody sense. should be playing nice because everybody wants to take down the Fed, right? Yeah. Like, 
the only way you can take down the Fed is the my the enemy of my enemy is not my friend. Yeah. And they're going to be opening the door depending on like how this sale goes. And frozen think they're not selling. Um I I have a bucket of beans I want to sell you. Um they're selling sometime this year. You know, who is it going to be to? Who knows. But depending on how that goes, that could drastically impact their future. Like if they go to a something if they go to a big conglomerate that wants to have much more control over the type of product they are, you know, I think I know which company you think you think I might be talking about here. Um, <laughs> um, <clears throat> it could be a very different looking WWE. If they go to some foreign entity, which we previously made mention of, it'd be a very different looking, as in you can't find it on your TV almost probably WWE. And no it, women. There's there's a lot of variables in here, and to your point, you, until that gets sorted out, because that could be the opening that hasn't existed in 20 years, 23 years, you know? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm in. So. I'm so in on it. All right. What else you got? Any final thoughts? Um, it was a solid show. It wasn't like the banger show it was last week. Yeah. Um, it but good. it was still good. Um, I feel like they have a lot of stuff now. Like I think we are gonna officially get into the revolution run now. So um, you know, yeah. build up about six yeah. weeks out. Or, no, not we're, even six we're, weeks. We're out. about a month out. No, no, we're about six it, weeks. It's the uh, first yeah. week of. It's hard because February is that that short month, so you're trying to figure it out, right? Yeah, it's like the second March second, right? March second or March uh, March we're 4th. about we're about March fourth, about six weeks, give or take. Yeah, yeah. So we're gonna start the run. Um, I mean, they're setting up some stuff with Hangman. Um, since he's healthy, I wonder if he's. Who gonna do you think he's to- gonna make it? He said that because he gave a little cryptic interview with Renee and talking about john a little bit right you know and then mm. he did say that he there's people he needs to make amends with that he's that was long overdue the bucks easy I, it's gotta be the elite right you know yeah. it's gotta be we don't know what adam cole's gonna be doing he's he's now healthy he's back in here so that's great uh they just had a vignette of him last night but we don't know what he's gonna be doing i imagine there's gonna be something for him at revolution probably the beginning of an angle right yeah um much the only thing we do know is mjf danielson you know so. iron man match yeah an hour of the show will be dedicated to that <laughs> minimum please don't so please, please have less matches tony if you're gonna do that probably be set, i bet there'll probably be seven or eight matches instead there'll, of the there'll be at least match. eight there'll probably be between eight and ten instead of 13 to 14 at least yeah. that's my hope. <laughs> well, like I'd be cool with eight. I think eight would be perfect. Eight would be good. I mean, and then two on the pre-show, so ten total. But sure, eight yeah. for the show. Eight for the show. Eight would be fine. Yeah, you could do. Um, you know, you know how so, Tony goes, though, man. He just he just books the living shit out of these things, though. So, do you want do you want to try to fancy book revolution? Right now? Yeah, let's go for it. Oh, okay, sure. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, start? we know one. We know one. We know so one. Seven matches. 
All right. I'm so gonna start. I'll start with the women. All right. Okay. I have Jamie Hader versus Soraya for the belt. Okay, that makes sense. Um, I think uh, trios. Mm-hmm. I think you're going to have, because it's really the only viable option and it's one that I think makes the most sense here. you got plenty of time to sell the story. Uh, Elite versus uh, House of Black. Love it. Love it. And then, what's a good way to protect somebody that has got a concussion? You put them in a tag team match. That's <laughs> right. I'm calling this right now. The Acclaimed versus... Adam Hangman Page and Adam Cole Baby. I like that. I like that. That makes a whole lot of sense, you know. Much more sense than having like the guns or something like that. Oh. <laughs> um Darby Allen against somebody. <laughs> He's going to be on the card and it's not going to matter. We know what the match is going to look like. I would love to see something like Darby Allen versus Miro. Same. I want to see exactly the first person I thought of. I want to see Miro back in the picture and I want to see him in the TNT picture as well. Yeah, and getting the damn belt. Bring him now, back. Now that you have Darby with the belt, I think you've got a great angle to do it for him because that's where he got the belt from last time. You don't, mm-hmm. need, you don't need you don't need to have him just show up and squash him and take the belt immediately, but you can you can put something in there. So I'll say Darby Allen versus Miro. I love it. I think that's a great match. I mean, we are fantasy booking. We absolutely are, and I will fantasy book. This feels like this is an easy one. The All Atlantic Championship <laughs> of Orange Cassidy versus Jeff Jarrett. Yeah, that feels pretty on point. Well, I'm keeping the fantasies going. Jade Cargill, Ruby Soho. Ooh, you think they can set that up in six weeks, though, with no. everything that's going on? No, but you said fantasy, so I'm just going to go Okay. <laughs> I have no I idea like what they're the... going to do with Jade. Probably Jade Cargill and Red Velvet, realistically. Yep, that's, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's more realistic. Yep. And then you have, like, a, a couple non- um, non-matches so who's who's feuding right now or i mean the feuds are kind of all over the place a little bit i mean you're gonna have ricky stark somehow in there yeah he starts jericho jericho in some one-on-one crazy stipulation match right yep yeah a daniel garcia on a pole match (laughs) (laughs) yes Daniel Garcia on a pole match. You'll have Daniel or- Garcia, Action Andretti, and Sammy Guevara all on poles. And whichever one you get to first is your teammate. <laughs> or you know what they might bring back is the the uh, shark the shark cage. Put him in the shark cage. The shark cage. Oh, please, not the shark cage. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Um, and then my last one. And then we got one more. I, um, I think y- you have to go with some star power. Um. You know, to to get everything. So, who are some top main eventers who aren't doing anything? Claudio Castagnoli um, and Wheeler Yuta, the BCC, going up against the Guns. Might as well. That's I mean, I they're guess. both they're both Ring of Honor champions, so you don't need them here. That's a good that's a good pre-show match, I would say. 
Uh, yeah, that's a good. Point. What about that Eddie Kingston? You have Eddie Kingston versus I don't know somebody from Japan. Who knows? I mean, I'd be in on that. I mean, that's kind of what they do every time. You know, here's Ishii. Oh, he's in town. You go against him, right? Yep. Oh, and then oh, I forgot to say, I am going to sweeten the deal for Revolution. You're going to do a big surprise. Yes. After Soraya wins the belt. Ah, that's when Mercedes Monet shows up. Correct. Okay. There you go. I fancy we we have officially fancy well, booked. Well, uh, I'll 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 counteract your surprise oh. with an alternate surprise. Ooh, okay, okay, okay. Adam Cole and Adam Page don't work so well together as a tag team end up losing the match but are consoled afterwards when they're bickering by Mr. Jay White. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. Jamie Likey. <laughs> I knew you would. Every Because you think of it. Twice on this, Adam Cole has said his good friend Jay White. He said it in his promo last week. And he said it, I think, in the no, he didn't say it last night. But anyway, mm-hmm. just saying. That's a good so that's one. That's our fantasy booking. We're probably going to be half right. We'll probably be three quarters right. <laughs> Dude, like if if I if I pull another one, like I'm just going to have to start. Like I'm going to have to go buy a hat. It, 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 there's no reason not to. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we'll be back next week. Um who knows? Maybe we'll talk about Last of Us every week. If, let us know if you guys enjoyed that. If you guys like talking about shows and stuff, you know. Also, if you didn't enjoy it, let us know that too, just so we can keep an idea. Because we'll we'll keep we'll, we yeah. will do it ad nauseum if we're not told one way or the other. We'll just keep doing it. <laughs> yes. Um, and if you like the dark humor dad jokes, let me know. I'll keep adding yeah, them in. Maybe there. not the Hitler one, but you know, I mean. <laughs> yeah, maybe if we go with something that's a you could, still you, dark but not that dark. You, you could have like nudged into that a little smoother. Just saying, Jamie. Just so. I mean, hey, I was I've always been told if you're gonna go, go go big, you know. Go, yep, yep. Well, rock out, rock it, rock out, rock out, y'all. So all right, we'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Uh give us a like, subscribe, follow, share, all the stuff. Give us a comment, tweet at Total Spot Fest. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We do appreciate you giving us some of your time today. Jamie, take us home, man. All right, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not down Total Spot Fest, I got four words for you. Rest in peace, Jay. All right, guys. See you next week. Peace.